Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. The following is the opening talk and a dialogue from a longer session of Dharma Dialogues called The Silent Channel. It was recorded in Byron Bay, Australia in 2012. A friend in Ireland told me that when his father was a child, he used to frequent a rather loud pub, and that on the jukebox you could put in um, whatever the coin of the realm was at the time, a tuppence maybe, um, maybe it was called that, <laughs> um, to buy one song worth of silence. <laughs> so every now and again, silence would come on the jukebox. And uh, this friend's father was one of the ones who truly appreciated that. Every now and again, you know, things are starting to get really crazy in the pub and it's, you know, the pitch is getting louder and louder and suddenly This is something like tuning into the silent channel, this event here tonight. It's a place where we will let concepts be released and spiritual ideas and beliefs, ideas about a progressive path or some final stages of so-called enlightenment or anything to do at all anything to do at all with your mind this is a place where you can truly relax just let it all drop and sink into the quietness of your own heart of your own being, a simplicity of your being, which you know well, even though you might be overlooking it a lot of the time, busy with other things. But here's a safe place to just be nothing extra. And because we come together like this, there's some energetic... Uh, wavelength almost that we tune into when we are sitting in silence together. So even though words will be spoken, as soon as you hear them, as soon as the as soon as they fly through your awareness and dissolve, they've already done their work, and their only job is to point you back to this simplicity of being. You don't have to be that interested in the concepts that come through. (laughs) And having a nice soaking in this quiet is the is the greatest catalyst for that habit to start to take hold because what happens when you're sitting in this quiet after a point 
and things start to release and relax and certain knots of tension start to unknot, whether mental or physical. The, there's a wave of pleasure. There's a wave of pleasure just in the very releasing, in the, in the relaxation. And that wave of pleasure calls to the awareness. It haunts the awareness, actually. My teacher used to say, even just a second of that taste is enough to start the haunting. (laughs) And then he would go on, he would say, even a half of the second and a half of the half, just a glimpse, a tiny, oh, that alone, it's a beautiful haunting that will begin to occur in one's life such that you might be in the middle of some high drama, absolutely lost in nonsense in your head or in some altercation with somebody in your mind, and that haunting starts up and you want to go and dive into your deep water again. You want to be in that place of peace, of simplicity, of ease, of relaxation, not doing, and not having to present, and not having to roll out the somebodiness, stake your claim. Instead, the awareness goes whooshing back to its sanctuary. And this becomes a habit. And really, that's all that one needs for a lot of well-being in this life. Is this habit of the attention sinking back into its source, you could say, into its quiet channel. It's not that you will be free of vicissitudes. It's that you will know where to tune the channel when they come. I... uh I think this conditioning that I can observe in myself that is disturbing and um, putting me in this fear state, a, a fear that's underlying everything, it is something from the unconscious or subconscious. That's what I feel. So I can't, I mean, I always can with my willpower then direct my focus yes. into the now but it still keeps coming. Yes. And um, th- there is the, the suggestion that um, if you do therapy in the way of uh, focusing on it, making it big, really knowing it, then it might transform and dissipate. But um, I have tried since 30 years, and whatever it is, 
doesn't show itself and it doesn't dissipate and it is there. And it is so powerfully there in my life that it still comes up at times, not always, but uh, in dreams sometimes I wake up in absolute terror. Mm. And, um, you know, terrible images. Mm. Dreams, I don't have any conscious influence there. Yes. So what would you do with something like that and the other thing of course I want to mention is that I'm an addicted seeker unfortunately <laughs> I can't I can't let go of that <laughs> although I know it's in the way um, and somehow my mind is telling me and I'm not sure whether this is right that this very emotional uh, unconscious conditioning is in the way of waking up Completely. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to take this piece by piece as I, as I remember and feel into it. First off, um, uh, it, it makes me sad that you might have a war going on with wanting to change your programming. Um. Is it possible for you to allow yourself to be a creature who has a nervousness for whatever reason, has a discomfort sometimes, not always, as you said, but sometimes? You know, one of the, again, one of the sort of spiritual um, fantasies is that if only I could just get that lock combination right, and then I'm just going to be smooth sailing. I'm going to feel good, peaceful all the time. I'm going to be kind of happy. You know, I'm going to be very well always. This fantasy that, that is so unfortunate because it then kind of negates the life that you're actually living and the creature that you actually are. So is it possible to have a kind of deeper peace that you live in that is completely accepting of you as you are? Like if you were to, for instance, rescue a dog from the shelter, and often when you see dogs who have been abused and they've been picked, ended up in the shelter and they get rescued, those dogs tend to be a bit more nervous than puppies who've been raised with great love, isn't it? And wouldn't you just, as a loving mother to that dog, understand that and not hope that dog is going to somehow be like the other puppies who were raised with great love, but rather that you treat that dog very tenderly? Isn't it? Wouldn't you? <laughs> In this same way, if you can see clearly into your own deeper truth, you will see that you were such a creature and that you don't need now to in any way further demand something of this creature to be different 
And if its nature has a little bit of restlessness or anxiety or nervousness or sometimes has nightmares, the antidote to that is to say, there, there, dear. You're okay, right? You're having a hard day today. You just had a nightmare, right? That's the response. Another piece of this, by the way, you said that you'd spent 30 years making the thing bigger, right? Practicing on that. Again, another misguided programming that many people have in spiritual and therapeutic circles, whereby they focus on the problem and make it bigger. And you know what they're doing? They're actually creating brain pathways that are actually causing similar types of feelings and thoughts to get stronger. (laughs) So I say, leave aside this garbage pile. You don't have to dig in it any longer. Don't worry about it. And stay with this sweetness of being that is very accepting of this creature as is. You know how sometimes when you get a package delivered and you have to sign off on a form that says, as is? Do you have that here? We do. We have lots of legal things like that. (laughs) You accept delivery as is. Because, you know, you didn't grow you. You didn't make you in the first place. One of my friends says often, I am not my fault. (laughs) You didn't make you, and you don't have to fix you. I often quote a line from Krishnamurti, in which he says, when you begin to understand what you are without trying to change it, then what you are undergoes a transformation. When you are no longer trying to change you or mess with the program at all, that's when the transformation happens. And you can't fake it. You can't sort of make a deal and pretend you're not doing anything. (laughs) I'm just relaxing. (laughs) You can't just pretend. Really, when you honestly see that there's nothing to do and that the only position you need to take is a whisper of yes or you can shout it if you want to yourself as is that's when the great relaxation starts to happen and it's not that the relaxation eliminates the stressful components. It's that you start relaxing in a deeper place. This has been In the Deep with Catherine Ingram. If you'd like to find out more about my work 
or make a tax-deductible donation in support of these podcasts, please visit katherineingram.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kath Ingram, C-A-T-H-I-N-G-R-A-M, for notice of additional podcasts and other musings. Till next time.